Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. You Douglas, Joe Giglio with you. WIP Midday Show. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That is how you join the conversation. We'll get back to the phone lines here in just a couple minutes on the Jalen Hurts contract. Would you give him the Mahomes deal right now? 10 450 and the Aaron Nola contract situation as well. Maybe another big Phillies deal coming before the end of spring. Speaking of the Phillies, Scott Fransky joining us right now on the first full day of Phillies spring training. Before we get into anything about the team, I think it's time for a little congratulations. Scott Fransky, a new contract to be continued calling Phillies games here for years to come. And Scott, if I'm right on this, I, I would think by the end of your newest deal, you, you'll have been here in Philadelphia for the excess of two decades. Scott, congratulations. Hey, thank you very much, and congrats to you guys. Thank you very much there, Scott. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, Scott, when is this Aaron Nola deal going to (laughs) get right out the gate? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I know that the deal for me and Tom didn't slow their their pursuit of Aaron Nola, that's for sure. (laughs) That's a different wing of the building. Um, Yeah, uh, I know they'd like to. um, And, uh, you know, I mean, Aaron's – Aaron's one of those guys that uh, they they have liked for a long time. Aaron seems like he wants to be here. Uh, you know, money talks obviously, and um, but uh, you know, it doesn't seem like ownership's uh, shy to spend money if there's a guy they like, and I do think they like him a lot. So I think they're going to try, and I don't know if there's a you know if they have any kind of self-imposed deadline, um, you know, before the season starts or anything like that. But uh, I think they'll keep talking as long as they can. Scott, what's the feeling um, uh, for you and, and just the way that, that you've felt around the city and now you know going down and get ready for spring training here for this season? Because this is unlike anything we've seen in a while. I mean, you and I have talked a lot before seasons have started the last few years, and there's always been a buzz. You know, I think ever since ever since they signed Bryce Harper, there's been a buzz sure. around this franchise. Like they're they're trying, they're close, they're on the come, but they couldn't get over the hump. And then last year. They didn't just get over the hump, Scott. You had a front row seat to them. I really thought they learned how to win in front of our eyes last October. Yeah, I do too. And I think, you know, one of the things why the buzz is a little better this time than maybe in some other years is the fact that it's more than just Bryce Harper. It's not just about Bryce. Uh, you know, I mean, their offense uh, has gotten a, a new toy, if you will, in Trey Turner, and he's an exceptional player and can do a lot of things really, really well. And I think that, uh, you know, even in, in – you know, maybe this time a year ago, if Harper's not available for the first half of the season, it's a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, and I think uh, the feeling is is that, you know, they went through it before without Harper last year uh, for a long stretch of time. And, and the feeling now, there's a lot more comfort in the, you know, the pieces they have in place to kind of uh, carry the load while Bryce is out until he gets back. With that being said, Josh Harrison, he's, he's one of those guys. What do you see, how do you see his role being, being filled here with the Phillies? I mean, he's a, a guy you can plug and play just about anywhere on the diamond. Um, you know, between he and Sosa, I mean, it sounds like Edmundo Sosa is going to get some looks in the outfield, which is interesting. Um, and I think Josh Harrison would get some, you know, some spot duty on the corners if they need it. Uh, I do think he'll be, you know, obviously he's a bench player, but uh, it'll give the manager, Rob Thompson, a chance to pick his spots, give veteran guys a day off. Uh, maybe guys who are struggling, give them a little bit of time off and give them a little breather here and there. Uh, I mean, I think they're, you know, I mean, you look at their bench. Uh, last year, their bench uh, contributed, you know, guys like Veerling, uh, whether it was Maton there, whether, you know, it was some other younger players, you know, Stott was on the bench, you know, kind of in and out of the lineup there early on. But I think you have a, to have veterans on the bench is a big deal because that's a tough role. It's a tough role to sit around for you know three, four, five days a week sometimes and not get a chance to play. 
and then to learn how to be ready to play. And I think that was something uh, that they identify with Josh um, and even identify with Edmundo to an extent that they are comfortable sitting in that reserve role and, and then being, you know, they're not going to embarrass you if they have to play for, you know, two straight weeks because the guy's out because of injury. Uh, so I think that's the big thing. You know, that bench is a lot better than it was this time a year ago, I think. We're talking to Scott Fransky, our voice of the Phillies, as we get set for the well spring training, first full squad, first full squad workout starting today. Scott, uh, you know, in your time here, there's been a lot of different storylines, MVPs, you know, World Series appearances, a World Series championship. I, I would think the Andrew Painter storyline's a new one for you and a new one for a lot of us. I mean, there have not been many teenagers that have thrown pitchers in the major leagues the last twenty or thirty years, and it seems like this kid has a real chance at the age of nineteen to make the rotation. What do you know about him? What have you heard about him? Um, it's Every time I hear Dombrowski talk, it just feels like he believes in him a lot. Yeah, it really does. I mean, everybody with baseball operations seems to really have um, a lot of confidence in Andrew and his ability to maybe crack the starting rotation coming straight out of spring training. They're in a, they're in a good spot that they don't have to, they don't have to force that if they, if they don't feel he's quite ready, if they go through the spring and they feel like, oh, you know what, maybe it's not quite the right time. He's going to be here eventually, and I think he's going to be here at some point this year. Whether it's day one of the season, I don't know. But it's it clear. I mean, it sounds like from the way they're talking, it's certainly his job to lose, right? Um, he's got so much upside. I've never seen him pitch. I've never even seen him uh, pitch on video. I've talked to him, uh, met him last year at the ballpark when he was in to get the Owens Award, and what a what a super kid, what a polished kid. I mean, there's. You don't you don't have any idea that you're talking to a teenager uh, when you sit down and chat with Andrew Painter. I mean, he is he seems like he's the total package. And if he pitches as well as you know, he handles the other things. You know, whether it's the expectations, whether it's the you know the media demands, those kind of things, which he's handled very very well. If he pitches anywhere near close to that, I think he'll be pretty good. You know, Scott, I was in, in Atlanta last year and I saw something similar that happened with Spencer Strider. Sure. So, so my question to you is this. Does it feel like the pitchers that are coming out now, they're a little bit more mature and you could do things like this, but like bring them up a little bit earlier? Well, I mean, I think part of that is um, it's just your philosophy. I mean, it's having trust in, in, in your ability to scout a player and it's having trust in your ability to say, yes, this guy is indeed ready. Um, you know, different organizations go through different uh, you know, stretches, if you will, and different personalities, if you will, where they – you don't want to sit on a prospect. They want to wait a little bit longer. They want to groom them a little bit more. Um, but, you know, the way baseball is nowadays, it seems like the teams that are able to maximize a young player's value early in his career, uh, I mean, it just it sets you up. I mean, you can't pay everybody 200 and $300 million. You can't build a roster that way. So if you get a young player like Andrew Painter or like Spencer Strider and any of the number of young players like, say, the Braves have done, and you feel like he's going to be a part of your big league team, let it ride. Let's go. Let's find out. Um, because, again, he's checked all the boxes at the lower levels in the minor leagues and um, now getting a chance to see him in spring training, uh, you know, once the games start. I mean, that'll be another sort of hurdle for him to climb. But uh, I do think you have to, as an organization, whether it's the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets, anybody, you kind of have to maximize the early years of a player's career the way that the economics uh, set up right now. 
Scott, you mentioned the new toy the Phillies have. It's a three hundred million dollar toy. It's a great shortstop yeah. in Trey Turner, and it's it's you know it's been one of the stories since the minute they signed him. In fact, that first press conference, he's done a lot of his best work as a leadoff hitter with the Nationals and, and some with the Dodgers. And obviously, we saw what Kyle Schwarber did last year when they left him alone and just let him be the leadoff hitter. What do you think about that decision for Rob Thompson, which which could be you know impacted a little bit by when Bryce gets back? I, I could see it changing over the course of the year. But what, what's your thought on Turner and Schwarber and, and the leadoff discussion? Well, I think first of all, those guys can hit anywhere. Anywhere you ask them to hit, they'll do it. I think any player likes to know where they're going to hit, and I think they all like to know. Uh, kind of where their name is going to be in the lineup. Can they make adjustments? Yes, that's what makes them as good as they are. Uh, they wouldn't be at this level if they didn't make adjustments along the way. So that's really more mental than anything else. Um, I think Turner at the top of the order, you know, given some of the new rules, you know, base stealing could be at a at a premium again. We, you know, I mean, it'll we'll see what it looks like when the games actually start with the new rules. But you got to think that he's going to be able to take advantage of that. Uh, and that just, you know, creates plenty more opportunities for the guys behind him, whether it's Schwarber or Harper, Reese or, you know, Castellanos or any of those other guys in the middle of the lineup. I think they're going to have a lot of opportunities to bring Turner home. And if Turner's at the top of this lineup, he's got a chance to score a lot of runs this year, given the rule situation the way it is. Let's go back to those rules. Let's hit that because that that's really that might be the the biggest subplot around baseball this spring training. Not not just the Phillies, but everywhere. For, for you as a broadcaster, which one are you most interested in? You know, there's so many with the pitch clock. The the you can't throw over more than two times on the base runners, and obviously the shifting is impacted here. I mean, you've watched the game evolve, and it, it probably got to a point where they had to do something here, Scott, to to kind of bring it back a little bit to, to the way it used to be. Of all the new rules, the changes, which one are you most interested in watching it play out? Well, I guess that's kind of two ways. I mean, I, I do think the um, the shift rule has the potential to be the biggest changer in terms of the you know runs scored on a nightly basis. I mean, that to me has the chance to be the biggest uh, difference maker. Um, whether it will be or not, I don't know. Um, defenses are good. The analytics departments are good. They'll find a way to maximize what they're allowed to do within the scope of the rules. Uh, from a broadcaster's perspective, I think the the pitch timer is going to be big because, um, you know, we, we, we can kind of get used to sitting back and letting the game happen. And, uh, there's all kinds of, you know, dead time and whatnot. And maybe we're at Liberty to kind of mess around on the air and tell some, some longer stories or whatever. I don't know if we'll have the same kind of time to do that because the whole idea is getting more action back in the game. And if the, you know, if the guys, you know, We've heard it from the, the people at the lower levels or at the minor league levels. These games are going quick, and it's a different pace. Um, and I think from a broadcaster's standpoint, that might be the biggest adjustment, at least for me as a, as a radio announcer and trying to you know, make sure I'm, uh, I'm keeping, you know, staying aware of the clock and staying aware of, of um, how much time is left to maybe get your point across before the next pitch comes across the plate. Yeah, action is a good thing, and it's good to bring it back. And, and, Scott, we can't wait to hear you and L.A. and Kevin Stocker on the call this season. Scott, appreciate hopping on, and, and we'll be listening to all your broadcasts in the first one with the Phillies this weekend here coming up on WIP and Spring Train. Thank you, Scott. Thanks a lot. It's my pleasure, and, again, congrats, guys. Appreciate, appreciate it. Scott Fransky, the voice of the Phillies there, and will be for years to come. Yeah, we got the news. He got a new deal. Um, Larry Anderson going to do 60 games this year, and – Kevin Stocker is going to do the road games with Scott Francis. So it's very exciting as we go into 
a very big season here. 215-592-9494. Back to the lines in a second here, but it seems like we have some breaking news here. Yes. Uh-oh. Got some breaking news. Howie Roseman has just gotten back to me. And if and let me set this up for you real quick because I asked Howie a very, very pointed question. I asked him, how much money are you giving Jalen Hurts? And Howie sent me back almost immediately a laughing emoji. <laughs> I was I was looking for a dollar figure there. <laughs> he sent, <laughs> he oh, sent yeah. me a laughing emoji. Like he knows, you know, how he knows what I do. Yeah, how he knows. How he's listening. I told you. He, he heard this discussion. <laughs> appreciate you getting back to me, Howie. Appreciate that. Yeah, now now get back to him with the ex- exact dollar figure. We need that. We need that. that. That's great stuff. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Ryan is in Philadelphia. Maybe Ooh, Ryan knows up? how much to give it to Jalen Hurts. What's up, Ryan? How's it going, guys? What's going on? So, uh, that's funny, Howie Roseman's smiling emojis. <laughs> no, but, not uh, smiling, laughing. Laughing. <laughs> like, he's just like, this is he's the like, funniest thing. He's These like, guys. whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll tell you right away, right? Yeah. <laughs> nah, but uh, what are you going to do if you don't give Hurts 10 years, you know what I mean? Give him five. It's not a rule. Look, he's not going to be happy. Nah, well, well let, me, let me take that back. I don't know what he's asking for. We're, yeah. we're, we're speculating. Right. I, don't, I don't know what he's asking for. He's going to want money. <laughs> oh, no, it's he his, definitely wants it's money. His job. It's his job. He, he's there to work for money and for championships. He's getting one right now. He's going to get the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on, listen. There's no question, Ryan. He's going to get money. He's going to get paid per year. He's going to get paid well. I mean, I, I think we all realize that. And, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm no problem with that. He deserves to get paid, you know, market value. I just worry about the 10 years for a quarterback, especially one that plays the game physically and is mobile and get, to, you know, it, it, what will he look like in eight or nine or 10 years? Right. So the alternative is what, five, six-year deal? Yeah, I mean, I think that's more in line. That's kind of more in line with normal, right? Like Allen got six years. I mean, it's, 10 is pretty rare, but but Mahomes did it, and obviously it's worked for the Chiefs. Right. Well, Mahomes can go down too. You know, you know what I mean? Anybody can get hurt on any given day. You're, you're, so there's no question. Yep. Man, the 10, 10 years, stretch the money out, and build up the team. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yet, our chance to go for a Super Bowl is now. The offense is deep right now. You got to go for the Super Bowl now. Well, so that's if, if that's a big part of this. Ten years on them, it's it's worth the wish if you get two Super Bowls. Well, that's a big part of this. And Ryan, we appreciate the call. I mean, a lot of people this morning, you and and to this afternoon, are on your side of this. And 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 the point you brought up earlier about stretching the money out and and more money per year on these other players. So our poll question, 62% of voters are yes, they would do the 10 years. That's a pretty big amount, 62%. Yeah, yeah man, because, you, you know, the thing for Jalen Hurts is he checks all the boxes. You know, as far as what you want out of your franchise, quarterback, uh, a leader in the community, a leader in the locker room, uh, and a player that has gotten better every year that he's played in the league. A lot better. <laughs> yeah, so you, there's no one that thinks that he's not going to be better next year, especially with his work ethic. He's he's a guy that when he got drafted in the second round in the second round, you knew that hey you know he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's had a chip on his shoulder ever since he was at Alabama and he got benched, and and he handled that the best way that you can handle it as a quarterback. He wasn't a petulant child. He he stayed the course. He stayed there. He got his degree, and now he's in a situation right now where he's gonna make a ton of money. He's going to make a ton of money. Yeah, and I, I think the Super Bowl loss will put another chip on his shoulder. Definitely, definitely. You know, he, he just strikes me as the kind of guy who always will have that. He'll always find some reason why he needs to get better, and I love that about him. And we saw it last year. I mean, I, you, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback get that much better one year to the next. No, I, I haven't. And they put talent around him, and, and he has thrived. 
he went from being a guy that there was a lot of questions, you know, asked about him at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of question marks to being a guy where you're looking at him like, yeah, he he he's bona fide. He's a bona fide quarterback right now. I mean, last year we, we did a thing right around this time of year, Hugh, we did it. WIP picks the QB. And every host picked their quarterback. That you know, the fans voted, listeners voted. Then I hear one time somebody they were talking about making Gardner Minshew. They thought Gardner Minshew was going to uh, be the. We had leader. some Minshew maniacs running around. Ultimately, the station picked Russell Wilson. Could you imagine how bad it would be if Russell Wilson was here? This would be awful. Wow! <laughs> yeah. I still think Russell Wilson got some gas left. Tank, yeah, you I sure? Do. Just real unlimited. Yeah. I think I, is that tank left at Seattle or is it in Denver? No, I, I think what what happened to him was Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett, <laughs> listen, he wasn't right when Buddy Hackett decided at the beginning of the year to roll the kicker out there Get to Seattle. make that field. Come on, man, you just paid this man two hundred million dollars, and that's the move you made. What about the other sixteen games, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That. you he do was, notice after that. that he was it was all mentally. No. no, when they went when they went overseas, and he was in the he was in the uh, he talked about how. He was on the plane He's working doing high out. Knees. Oh yeah. my god! Hey, hey, it's all about me. I'm working out. I'm Mr. Unlimited. Ready. Oh yeah, he was. He was. He was cooked. You he notice was. that offense got a little bit better pretty much as soon as they fired Hack. I did. The, the last two games, they were putting up twenty some points. He's not. I don't think he's cooked. And Sean Payton being there and him putting the foot down because there was a lot of Russell's teammates that didn't like him. Well, he has his own office. He he had his what own. What is that? Park, he had his own parking space. <laughs> you, you see that quote from Sean Payton? He's like, yeah, we're yeah, not going to do that. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. It's not on <laughs> no. my watch. Sean, Sean's an ornery dude, man. So, yeah, it's gonna, it's, I think Russell's going to He's gonna have a bounce back here. But I still would rather have Jalen Hurts here no, by a day, million. All day, every oh, day. Oh, it'd be so bad. If they had all Russell Wilson, day. we'd be miserable. All day, every day. Yeah, we'd be looking to cut him and have a $100 million cap. But let's talk to Jonathan, who's up on WIP. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, good afternoon, fellas, and congratulations. Thank you very much, uh, sir. The question that you guys asked uh, five or ten years, it's a no-brainer. You want to give a 24-year-old the longest contract that you can because it gives you more flexibility. If you give him a five-year contract, forget the numbers. You put him back out on the market as he's going into his prime as a quarterback, who knows what you're going to have to pay him. If you pay him now, the market is established, and because he'd have a 10-year contract, it gives you more flexibility to rework it. Move the numbers around, do what you got to do to put the best team around him that you can. Mm. But a, a shorter term contract, you're putting this guy back on the market when he's going into his physical and mental prime as a quarterback. Well, may, a Jonathan, maybe mental, idea. maybe mental. You don't know about physical prime. His physical prime might be right now. His physical prime might be the next year or two because of the way he plays well, the game. I mean, there, there's a lot of well, examples well, of quarterbacks. Just let me finish. A lot of examples of quarterbacks that play the game similar to him. Whether it be, uh, Steve, he reminds me a lot of Steve McNair. Steve McNair played 16 games after the age of 29 once. Like it, it's the quarterbacks that play that style don't always last, you know, into their 30s at a high level. Well, Steve McNair played in a different era of football. Totally, when Steve McNair played. They was able to clothesline dudes. <laughs> I mean, this this is a this is a different game. But uh, Jalen Hurts deserves his money, and what you do is you give him a longer. There's no way. If I'm in Dallas right now, if he signs a contract less than five years, I'll walk back to Philly. There's no way that Howie Roseman is going to sign him to a short-term contract. You sign him to the longest contract that he will accept because it's up to him to accept it. He right. may want a three- or four-year contract. You're right. He might. So well, that he Josh, that, that's a fair point. He might want that because that puts yeah. him back out of 27, 28 years old. Exactly. Put it, he, he may want to go back and, and – 
look at how the market has changed. When when we talk about how quarterbacks are established, and, and we was talking about Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff is more accomplished than Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts. He's been to more playoff games. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's done that. And when the Rams gave Jared Goff that contract, everybody was like, oh, my God, Jared Goff is getting $20, $27 million guarantee. Now that's a bargain. Yeah, it's going to be the is. same thing in five years from now. We're talking about quarterbacks making $40, $45, 50000000 million right now. In five years, these guys might be making $60, 70000000 million. And Hurts might be uh, – he may be – the best quarterback, if not the best, he may be a top three quarterback. Mm. It's hard It's hard to project, but you want to give this guy the longest. He's only 24. I know. The no, longest and, contract you can. Yeah, his age definitely plays a big role in this. And Jonathan, we appreciate it. I mean, you, some of the, it's interesting. He came out of the draft really young, Jalen Hurts. Yes, he was he 21. I mean, some of these guys come out of 24-year picket last year with the Steelers. That's the benefit. He's about old. to be 30. But Brandon Whedon. No. Brandon, didn't Brandon Whedon come out like 40? He was like 28. Stetson Bennett will be – well, he'll probably – yeah, he's going to be 20. He's 25 now, so he'll probably – That's old. Yeah. Yeah. Getting in the league two years, you're 30 already. <laughs> what are you doing? That's, it's, it is, it's an advantage, though. Yeah, it is. Because now you looked at it as a guy that, you know, you've been around the block a few times. You, you, you're worn. You're a little weathered. <laughs> yeah, you, you got some experience out there at the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah, just, I can think of certain things you don't want a whole lot of experience <laughs> no. at, but quarterback you definitely want. Yeah, quarterback's one. I think everyone that, – that checks yeah, the good about box. about the, about the only thing. Everything <laughs> else, you'd be like, ah, oh, that's too much. Yeah, that <laughs> – there's different things we're talking about. No doubt about that. 215-592-9494. Coming up next, your phone calls on this Hurt situation, the Aaron Nola contract. And how about this? Is Dallas about to be done with Dak Prescott? Dak is ass. Well, they might think so, too. <laughs> Reese report from a Dallas beat writer suggests they may be. Plus your phone calls heading up to Marsh Reese. 215-592-9494. For Italian Hop Board, you Douglas, Joe Giglio, Sports Radio, 94 WIP, Fandle Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forest Casino is here to help you make every moment more for all your favorite sports and all your favorite teams. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up going to FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. Place your first bet. FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Look, I, I'm, I'm taking a, a lot here in the NBA as we come back from the All-Star break. I'll take a couple futures here in the Western Conference. Give me Denver to make it out and get to the finals. Take that with my free bet. And look, they have great promotions every day. It's safe, it's secure, and they, you get paid fast. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. There's no better place to bet on every major sport than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So go to FanDuel.com slash Jillio. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Dallas Cowboys have a contractual plan with quarterback Dak Prescott. It's not automatic. It's not locked in place. It's not guaranteed, but it's a plan. The Cowboys also have a developmental plan with another quarterback. Some prospect at some point in this draft. The Cowboys find themselves, I'm told, intrigued is the word by Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. It sounds to me like the Cowboys might be done with Dak soon. Welcome back. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. It is WIP here, Midday Show. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That's how you join the show there. How about that? Mike Fisher down in Dallas, Hugh Douglas, uh, talking about a developmental plan, and they're intrigued by C.J. Stroud. I mean, teams are not intrigued by top 10 pick quarterbacks if they are truly invested in their quarterback. No, that's not a good look. 
I mean, and you know how sensitive quarterbacks can be. We, mm-hmm. We've seen that before. We've seen how that works out. And for that name to be thrown out there like that, a rookie, that potentially a rookie, well, he's going to get drafted. Yeah. To, to, to be the starter, because he's going to come in. If you draft him as high as the Dallas Cowboys, going to have to move up to get him. He's going to be the starter. That makes me a little uncomfortable if I'm Dak Prescott. Well, and it makes me feel good if I'm the Eagles. Yeah, because that means that you got a rookie quarterback back there and you have one you have one less team to actually worry about. You know, when you talk about throwing a quarterback out there and moving on from Dak Prescott, yeah, you got one less team to worry about. Yeah, it feels like and the Cowboys have had pretty good stability for a while, Kyle, with Dak Prescott. I mean he you know, not that they've been great, but they've been pretty good with him. And if they're thinking about I mean, they'd have to move up like you said into the top ten of the draft for CJ Stroud. That feels like a, a stability is about to topple over down there if if they're ready to make that kind of move. Yeah, Jerry's uh, just restarting his long-term plan, but I'm with you. I'd be happy to get Dak Prescott out of the division considering what he's done to our defenses over the past few years, but let us not forget, Cooper Rush filled in for a few games, did so pretty admirably, and we were hearing QB controversy for mm. Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, so let's add C.J. Stroud to the mix and uh, see how that works. All I know is that there, there, <laughs> that happened. There is a chance at some point, like, like, like obviously that's a, a Cowboys reporter insider who hears they want to draft a quarterback, whether that's mm-hmm. the first round or whatever. They're interested in a quarterback. Like we could be looking at a division. You, you and I were talking about the um, quarterbacks in the NFC earlier. We could be talking about a division sooner than later that has something like Jalen Hurts. Daniel Jones making $45 million a year. Sam Howell and Taylor Heineke. And I don't know. Duking it out. CJ Stroud? Like, what are we talking about here? With the Commodores. Duking it out with the Commodore. Yeah. I, I, I feel real comfortable signing Jalen Hurts to a long-term deal. Because you, you're going to have, what, eight gimme games? Three, I can't do no math. Six. Or six, yeah. Six gimme games? Yeah, I can, you know math. Sorry. Yeah, six games. You know what you know it kind of reminds me of? It kind of <laughs> Six, eight, whatever it is. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of when you were playing here. Early in the Andy era here, yeah. that division. I Tomato cans. It was a lot. Who's the quarterback standing in Dallas? Quincy Carter? Yeah. Hutchinson? Yeah. Henson? They had a lot of tomato cans down there. Yeah. Who was, why, why, who was the quarterback for the uh, Commodores back then? I forgot. Uh, Commodores. <laughs> Shane Matthews passed know, through there. Mark know. Brunel when he was a million years old. yeah. yeah. A lot of bad. Yeah, was uh, was bad. it Ramsey? Was Patrick Ramsey bad. a guy? It was terrible. And you, I mean, you guys took advantage of it. You, you're supposed to. And I know people like to always spout that, oh, well, you know, you play a soft schedule. Dude, there's not a team in the NFC that's not going to play a soft schedule when you look at the schedules. Like, you almost had the uh, Detroit Lions going to the playoffs last year. I, and I thought they were kind of dangerous <laughs> if they got in. Man, they didn't make on. it. Yes. So, it's it's listen, you strike while the iron's hot, man, and, and I, I don't, you know. I don't worry about who you're playing against. They, they're professionals too. You sign this quarterback and you make a run again next year. Yeah, and I well, we think the Eagles are going to do that now. Howie Roseman, when asked for comment, did not tell us exactly how much they're going to pay. He Jalen laughed Hurt. at me. He laughed a hearty laugh. I can hear him laughing too. You think it was a real laugh? Like he he probably laughed when he laugh. saw the text message. Like, what the hell? Yeah, he probably was like, "What the hell? <laughs> what are these guys talking about?" Hey, yeah, but you know, it's like it was like, "Hey, man, sometimes you know, the best approach is the direct approach. Just ask. Yeah, just ask." And listen, we're all going. <laughs> yeah, basically, oh, yeah. we're yeah. all going to have our answers sooner than later. He, I mean, he didn't answer you, but he's going to answer all of us. They're going to pay Joe and Hurts. No matter if should it be short or long term. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four to hop in here. Josh is up on WIP. Hey, Josh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? All right, so you know, I mean, I respect what Hurts did in all this year and all that, Uh-oh. and I like Hurts as a quarterback and as a pl- and as a as a man, but. 
Y'all think he deserved a 10-year Patty Mahomes deal? Because I'm really not feeling it. Yes, I do. Talk to us, Josh. I think you're on to something here. I mean, I don't know because, you know, you know, at the first two years, you know, he got here, everybody was complaining about him, saying he wasn't the real deal. I mean, now they got they got him a solid team. You know, they say he's the best line in the league, got him a top five receiver. You know, I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't think he gets the 45 to 50 mil. So you want to wait a year, or you just don't want to give him the years? Because I, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to wait a year. Then he's a free agent. Then we're dealing with a whole lot of other issues. Yeah, See, then you got I another problem. Do it with, I don't think he can do it without Steichen. I think if they want to do it, they got to get Andy Reid back in Philly. Andy Reid. Wait a minute. Yeah. What? Andy what you Reed. want Andy Reid to be like the 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 offensive coordinator? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I don't understand. Why would he do that? Why would Andy <laughs> Reid do that? Because he already did it all. He played for Philly. For a, I mean, he coached for Philly for a good amount of time. But he's the head Took coach of the, the Chiefs. Like five NFC championships. He respected in Philly. Yeah, now but, he already beat Philly. Wait, he wait. needs to just come back and just he need, he needs to regain the love. You mean come back as an offensive coordinator? You mean, well, I mean wait a minute? He could take Sirianni job too if he wants. <laughs> get I mean, Sirianni out of here for Sirianni. Well, I mean, listen, I I would rather have Andy than Sirianni. But like, I, this this is I don't all. think I don't think Andy's coming so back. You agree now. with me on the coaching spot? You agree? You agree with me on Andy over Sirianni? Yeah, I mean, Andy's, Wait a minute. Andy's a better wait, coach. So we, fi- we fired Sirianni? <laughs> we fired Sirianni? He just, we just Our second show, no, we knocked him out. <laughs> well, Josh is. I don't know. Who, who you think they're going to get instead of Steichen, though? I think Brian Johnson makes a lot of sense to, to elevate him, Josh, from quarterback coach to, to offensive coordinator. Yeah, and he already probably has a relationship, definitely has a relationship yeah. with, with Jalen. So, yeah, I, that, that makes sense to me. Right, right. And uh, who y'all think they're going to get the franchise tag to? Well, you know, that's interesting, Josh, and we appreciate the phone call. I mean, they haven't Who given out. Yeah, that's that's the rumor yeah. that it could be him. But they haven't given out a franchise tag around here in a long time. 2012, Deshaun Jackson was the last time the Eagles gave out a franchise tag. So it's been a while since they've done anything like that. Yeah, I mean, he, so obviously Josh went all over the place and wanted to get, you know, bring Andy Reid back. But I'm I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts without Shane Steichen. I, they just, like, and you've been saying it for a couple of days. They need to get a, a really good coordinator. Yeah. But I'm not worried about Hurts regressing without Steichen. No, I, I think I think a lot of that is on, on Jalen, but the offense coordinator has to be creative enough to to take Jalen's skill set and marry it to what he wants to do offensively. Can't be no round peg, square hole type situation. And you see you see a lot of offense coordinators do that, mm-hmm. man. You saw Buddy Hackett do it, I think, with Russell Wilson. That's that's what I actually think what happened. Well, that was pretty bad. I mean, you even saw uh, the beginning of Justin Fields. He started to come on uh, at the end. Uh, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence and and, and uh, what's his name? Urban Meyer. Urban, yeah. Come on, man. You gotta. You have to because whatever how how much this success the quarterback has, that's a reflection on you. And you see the, what Doug Peterson went down there and did. He fixed Got him. the young man right. And now Doug's the man down there in Jacksonville. Well, I mean, look what he did. I mean, you're right. I mean, that first year Trevor Lawrence looked really bad, and that yeah. was like. This is the number one overall yeah, pick. Overall, yeah, and now it looks like he's on a trajectory. He's he's going to be getting paid in a few yeah, years. Of course he is. And, and you know what? It's interesting the difference. That AFC is so loaded with quarterbacks. Like I, if you rank them, like Lawrence is good, but you know he's he's not a top five quarterback in that no, conference. In, no. th- in this con- if he was in the NFC, he'd be he'd be the man. He'd right be, behind Jalen. Yeah, he'd definitely be right behind. Jaylen. Yeah, we we put him up there as, as a young quarterback on the rise. But that's that's it's a different conference. It, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this AFC NFC with the quarterbacks. It's like this week. It's super unbelievable. Weak in the NFC, super weak. Which is why the Eagles have a real chance, even though a lot of changes to to do a you know have another big year next year. Jim is in Bristol. Jim's on WIP. Hey Jim. Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, was that guy 
before was he on some kind of medication? I mean, he may have been. May have, may have had a few gummies. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. I never heard of anything so ridiculous as bringing Andy Reid back. Well, yeah, my favorite okay. part before we go on was that it, at first I think the idea was to bring Andy back as Sirianni's offensive coordinator. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's not going. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that's not um, happening. <laughs> uh, um, I think. Um, well, the backup quarterback's gone, right? Yeah, Minshew's a free agent. I, I don't imagine he'd be back. He's going to get no, paid. Somewhere. So we have to find a good backup. Just I give I give him the ten years, but um, you got to you know if in case he twists an ankle or hurts his hand or something like that, got to have somebody to put in there, man. Well, of course they're going to need. I mean, and and just the way Hurts plays, Jim, he's missed he's missed time in each of his first two seasons as a full time starter. I mean, there's a real chance he will miss time next year, right? So it's just it's the reality of the position, the, the reality way he plays. What, that's what I'm saying. We got to find somebody to go that could win us some games. I mean, Minshew is not it. No, you know, well, it's funny. Before the season, I think we felt good about Minshew, and then we watched him play a couple games, and it's like, ah, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about that. So, what do you think about the ten years, Jim? Would you give Hurts ten years? Yeah, but we have to get a good backup. I got you. Yeah, I, and you and appreciate it, Jim. You, it's going to be interesting to see if they draft a backup to develop behind Jalen Hurts, or do they get a veteran? Because I would like someone that plays the same style. Because I thought it was weird when when Minshew came in. It's it's hard to run the same offense. He's a different kind of quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's what you when you think about where the NFL is going and and quarterbacks being more mobile, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to to run your offense. Say he does get hurt, you know. You talk about um, in Baltimore. Huntley. Quarterbacks that they have down there, yeah, it was easy to run the offense. You look in uh in, in Atlanta when when Desmond Ritter was uh starting, well, when he became the starter, when uh Marcus Mariota went out, you know, it was easy to make that transition because they they were similar guys. So yeah, you have to go out and get somebody that's similar to Jalen Hurts. So it, it might be it might be a draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they could try to find a veteran, but it's who's that guy, right? Like it's hard, hard to find a vet. How many veterans uh, are out there? Baker Mayfield, maybe. Yeah, he's a vet, but he doesn't move obviously like Hurts does. Yeah, but he's he's. He's somewhat mobile. Who's that kid that played at the end for for the Titans? He played in that uh, game against Jackson. Malik Willis. Malik. Yeah. No, no. He, he but he's a he's a oh Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Josh, Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. Maybe. I think he's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. He's a free agent. Yeah, but it's it's, it's going to be one of those. You're not gonna you're not gonna put that much stock into the backup quarterback because you're looking at. It, but you want somebody that's going to be similar. Yeah. To Jalen in case something happens. And the Eagles always have. You know, they they make sure they've got something good back there. Up next, we got Billy Vargas. He knows you, Billy V. What's up, Billy? Hey, how you doing, Joe? I just wanted to welcome Hugh back. My man, Hugh Douglas. What's going on, Billy V? How you doing, man? Good, man. Um, Of course, you know, when I was on Fox 29, we used to do the pregame show with Hugh. And then after he retired, he'd come in the studio and do the postgame show. And even though it's been 13 years, Hugh, since I was on TV, I still go into classrooms sometime and talk to kids. And they always say, who was your favorite interview? They think I'm going to say Michael Jordan or Kyle or Kobe Bryant or somebody. But it's always Hugh Douglas. I appreciate everything. that, man. Well, yeah, because you were always funny, crazy, eccentric, irreverent. I know I just used a few words there that you probably don't even know what they mean. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I agree, though, Billy. They sum up. They sum them up pretty well. I agree. Yeah, and the other thing, and you're going to do great on this show, and, and, and Joe, I, I listen to you all the time. And The problem with you is that I always agree with you because everything you say is logical and well thought out. Oh, you're my new favorite caller here, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> but having you around, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll get it going with some controversial and humorous stuff. 
you know, so he'll he'll make he'll spark people to call. Because sometimes when you agree with the host, you don't necessarily feel the need to call in. But um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a great show. I used to listen to the camera and Richie all the time because I also did a the pregame show with Richie. Richie was our offensive guy and he was our defensive guy. How about that? And look that at these two guys now. Way back in yeah. the yeah, yeah, that's right. So, and and well, by the way, Joe, when he does get out of hand, though. Remember the one time that um, I think he was late for practice and Andy Reid benched him for the first quarter? <laughs> so, so that week on the pregame show, I said, well, he was late for rehearsal and I'm benching him for the first 10 minutes of our show. I come yeah, on I, one I, day yeah. talking to myself. And yeah, Hugh's been benched. He's, he's outside the right, studio. I had a shot of him sitting on the bench. You do ten years? Of course, I would. Definitely, I would. I would. I do want to say this though, because I think, you know, it was unrealistic for so many people to think that we were going to win. And it was in the bag and all. That oh, stuff. I know, it, it, Billy. Before you go on, I, I was. I thought I was in like a, in in bizarro world that whole week. Everyone's like, "Yeah, this is going to be blowout." I'm like, "It's Mahomes and Reed on the other side." What are we talking about? Right, and and not only is he the best player on the planet, but. I remember you were saying, you know, you ranked your top five quarterbacks of all time. You had yeah. him at number four. Yeah. And I thought it was a little premature to put him at number four yet, but we both agree that Steve Young is number five. And the thing about Steve Young is he's probably the only player I've ever seen who can do all the things that Patrick Mahomes could do, and maybe not quite as well, but could run as well and could throw with that kind of accuracy. Maybe Roger Staubach. Other than that, I, there's no other quarterback I've ever seen that can do the things that Mahomes can do, although Jalen Hurts is close. And I just don't think we gave him enough credit going in, and I don't think we've given him enough credit coming out of that game where people are all blaming the, the Eagles' defense and the coordinator, et cetera. You lost to the best quarterback on the planet. That, that, that's the way I felt about it. I was like, like people are talking about it, especially when you talk about the second half. You, he scored on almost every, every drive. Like, dude, he's he the best quarterback <laughs> that's playing right now. So, I mean, you know, right. you're, you're going to – you're gonna, he's going to get his. I remember going into games like that and say, hey, so-and-so, whoever it is, is going to get his. You just want to make mm-hmm. sure you have more points than he does at the end of the game. Right. Yeah. Right. But Jalen is close. Jalen is – I mean, and Jalen's. we all know now everybody I think understands when you have a guy who has that kind of attitude and that kind of work ethic, that's the most important thing, and you don't find that a lot. We didn't have that with Carson Wentz, but we got it with Jalen Hurts. Keep that kid around for – a long time. Yeah, and Billy, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the one thing we, we don't question at all about Jalen Hurts. But th- th- to go back to the Mahomes point, it, it I think it did get lost in, in in how much that Super Bowl hurt. Yes, the fumble was was hurt. The the punt return hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the holding hurt. The the false start on Sam Oh, the drop pass by Quez Watkins. But you know, at the end of the day, they lost by three to the best quarterback of this generation. And that's sometimes not, that happens. And, and you you have to take situation like that and you have to take something positive out of it and you look at the game plan initially that was a good game plan it was you know you 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 kept Mahomes you 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 limited his possessions in the first half it's just in the second half he capitalized every time he got the ball and there were times where when I'm watching that game and and they dialed up a pressure and guys got there and they um, or they almost got there and he just made a play and it's like, damn it. You just knew after a while, like, man, like I said, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. 
Yeah, was a hell, he was a hell of a, he's a hell of a player, man. He no is. It, it almost reminded me of of pl- trying to play defense or watching the Sixers play defense against Steph Curry. Like you you could you could have all the different ideas you want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just makes ten threes. Like he that that's what Steph Curry does. You could defend him any way you want. I mean, they, NBA has tried for uh, you know more than a decade now. No one stops him. Mark is in Boyertown. Hey, Mark. Hey, let me go off. Hi, I just want to say congratulations on uh, on the gig. Thank you. you Thanks, I've Mark. Been following you for a long time. I remember when you used to play for the Jets, and you were uh, going to play the Eagles one year. It was in the 90s. We were really bad. And you were talking all this smack, and I remember you sacked a quarterback. I don't remember who it was. It might have been one of the Denver. Ty Detmer. But I was, I was, I was going to say Coy. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I tell you what, I've been I bleed green since the, the 80s, since I, I can remember. So I uh, just want to say congratulations on the show to both of you guys. And um, uh, I say pay her. Everything you want, you have to. I don't think you have a choice. I think it's with with a quarterback that likes to run. Yes, there's a a chance. You know, you might not play as many games because look what happened with the Bears game. Somebody laying on his shoulder, you're out for a couple of weeks. But you have is is especially as well as he played in the Super Bowl. I've never seen his accuracy look the way it did in the Super Bowl. He was making throws in some of these windows where you think he had Joe Montana. You know what I mean? He he threw the ball as well in that game, Mark, and and I I agree with you on that point. He he threw the ball as well in that game as I, I've ever seen him throw. I mean, he was incredible oh, yeah. hitting open uh, guys, exactly. and and even even had a couple. I mean, Quez Watkins should have caught that pass down the field. It could have been even better. And that Devontae Smith catch was a catch, the one they. Uh, yep. I, I feel like that was a makeup for uh, the, the previous game in San Fran uh, against San Fran. That being said, you know, uh, you scored thirty five points, you should win the Super Bowl hands down. But you know. It is what it is. My son was crying, so I made over it. But uh, even though he got to see the one in uh, 17, uh, I didn't think I'd ever see one. But it's, it's frustrating because I, I feel like we were the better team. But like I said, you, I, you, I said I'm going to do it to a 10-year deal. You give him – you have to. Because uh, – or if he wants a shorter deal, you sign him to a shorter deal. The ball is in his court. You do whatever it takes to, to build around him and make him happy and then take it from there, you know? Well, and, and Mark, that's the debate they're going to have internally with Bruce Lefoglu. But they don't have to do exactly what he wants, right? There's got to be part of this that go towards what the team wants. Yeah, and they got to they got to make the deal as friendly as they possibly can for the rest of the team to thrive, in my opinion. you got to be able to put a team around it. you got to be able to field a good defense and, and, and get some more offensive weapons. Well, because if you don't, then you have him and not, not enough else, and, and it, it, yeah. it won't work. By the way, I found the box score of the game that he was talking about. You, uh-huh. I think it was your was ninety six your rookie year. Ninety six was my second year. second year. Yeah. I think that's the game he referenced. Ninety six Eagles Jets. You had three sacks yes. at Ty Detmer. Yes, I did. You guys lost though. Yes, we did. Twenty one twenty because Eagles. the Eagles were trying to go to the playoffs, and 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 what made they me were, a little bit upset. They was were eight the, and six. You guys were one and thirteen heading into the game. Yes, and 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 Ty said something about to the effect that if we lose to the Jets, we're 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 stupid or something, <laughs> and kind of. So you had it out for Ty Detmer? Well, I had that? it. I had it out. Yeah, yeah, yes. Poor guy. I mean, if, if your your quarterback that day played a little bit better, you guys would have won a little bit better. Glenn, yeah. Glenn Foley. <laughs> we were garbage. Oh my! God. <laughs> well, we, like, all right, you were on a one a one win team. How long into the season did you realize that team was was bad? Like, was oh, it like it a game, or was it like it a half the long. season? It didn't take long. Because boy, I, I mean, New York. Like, like I was not a fit for New York. I really, really wasn't. You know, it was just, it was bad. It was just bad, and we were like, we were like second class citizens to everybody else. Like it was like the, the what was it, the Knicks? Everybody was ahead of us. The Yankees, Knicks, sure. 
Giants. Rangers. Yeah, everybody. Then it was the Jets. And we were in Hofstra. We was on Long Island. So it was a little different, man. Man, one in 14. You ain't, you ain't got rub it in. No, I'm not I, I was there. Yeah, I remember. I'm like sure, sure you do. You know, when was the first win? Was it in the beginning of the season? Uh, it was something. You know what? I don't even remember. But I, I do remember this. The last game, I think it was the last game of the season, we were in New York. We played at home. I had my truck running in the parking lot <laughs> in my bags. <laughs> you loaded. couldn't wait to get out of there. I couldn't wait to get out. Like, that's the worst feeling in the world, being on a bad team and you're doing – like, because when you're on a bad team, you do your exit interview the same day the last game. Oh, no. You know, hey, hey, you, you okay? You got any hurts and bumps and bruises? And during the whole course of the game, you're just like, hey, man, don't hurt me. Like you, you're I just want to get like, out of here. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yeah, that's the worst feeling in the world, man, being on a team that, that gets their back beat in every week. And at the end of the season, you go home and watch everybody else play. Well, I'm sure, yeah. That, that's, man, that that's, was the absolute worst. Man, that's a lot. Willie is up on WIP. Hey, Willie. Willie. Yeah, how you doing, man? How you doing? How you, how you doing? You, What's going on? you here, man. Appreciate you. Here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, uh, my concerns about um, my point about Jalen Hurts, why not give him the 10 years? He deserves it. The guy's probably the best quarterback so far in the NFC behind Patrick Mahomes. He took him to the Super Bowl. I mean, the NFC, if you look at the NFC so far for 2023 roster, they don't got no competition. I see the Eagles going to the Super Bowl again. Well, they might, yeah. Willie, but, but that whole deserves the thing. Well, why not just give him 20 years? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the, yeah. when, when do we stop? Because, yeah, because Jalen Hurst proved as a contender, also a Super Bowl type player, and he just proved it to the, you know, the record explains everything in his stats. And, you know, he deserves it, man. You know, I see the Eagles going to the Super Bowl again. Well, yeah. they got a lot of work. I mean, they obviously have a lot of work to do to get back to that level. I mean, they they, they can. They they certainly have a chance to, but they got to put a good team around them. Willie, we appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, you they they're going to be a they're going to be one of the favorites to get back to the Super Bowl, but that's hard. I heard Mark Cerise yesterday. They're coming up in a few minutes here, talking about whether or not if they expect them to go back. No, next I heard year. that. I had some really really strong takes, and I was like, eh, I you got to be a little bit more optimistic. I mean, I'm always optimistic, you know. Yeah, expect I, I is a strong word, though. Yeah. Expect is a strong yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I a realist. I, I a little bit, you know. I, I, I a realist. I think he was putting a little pressure on Howie to get some more players yeah, in Yeah, I think so. Because he's so. looking at those free agents. Look at all those contracts voiding yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And boy, it's a, that that list is a who's who or who's not going to be here next year. Boy, it seems going to be different. Side of the ball. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have a lot to talk about, and we will coming up over the next couple weeks. All right, fun show today. Thank you to Kyle it's Quinn. Over? It's over? Wait, it's over. It's, it's a wrap. That's how you know it's a fun show when it goes oh, quick. Yeah, it goes fast. yeah, we appreciate Howard hopping on from Clearwater. Uh, Scott Francis, if you missed any of it, hop back in the Odyssey app. You can listen to anything from this show. We're back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Coming up next, as always, Mark Cerise on Sports Radio 94 WIP.